Hey, Jackie. Hello. What day is today? Oh, I don't know. Wrong. It's <laughs> Thursday, July 24th, 2014, and you're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. My name is Steve Say, and I'm here with Justin Townsend. Hey there, girl. It's <laughs> Jackie Turner. Hello. Hey. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. Oh so, I don't think I like your sexy voices. Have, oh, that's not my sexy voice. I could totally do a sexy voice, but I'll save it for later. Wow. Welcome games. to the Talking Games Podcast. Games, I know right? what I'm doing. Shush. Uh, this week on the Talking Games Podcast, we are going to be answering some of your listener questions. We're going to tell, tell you tell you about the games we played this week, and we're going to talk about that Destiny beta. Yeah. Yum, 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 yum. Love that thing. All right, let's do it right away. Let's start things off with an email, because we promised you guys we were going to get to your stuff this week, and that's exactly what we're going to do. So, from Jamie, hey, Talking Games crew, my name is Jamie. I am Wiccan Beyond on the forums and at the Dorian Wild on the Twitter. Uh, I've been listening to the Talking Podcast family for about a year now, and I've really enjoyed all the work uh, you all put into this. Thank you. It's one of the highlights of my week, and now the Talking Games even more so. You are too kind. Firstly, before I get to my question, I wanted to thank Rob for his recommendation of Coming Out Simulator. It was an interesting experience in storytelling, and it was good for a couple of playthroughs. As someone who's never had a formal coming out experience in that sense, it was very powerful. Awesome. Uh, Now, my question. What have been some of your favorite video game worlds or settings? There's more. In the last generation, I would say I enjoyed the various settings of the Final Fantasy XIII trilogy, particularly uh, standing out in the Dying World setting, which had a haunting soundtrack to accompany it, and I also love Nino Kuni's world. There's more, but we'll cover it later because it's a bigger question that we're prepared to answer. Let's go to the question at hand. What has been some of your favorite video game worlds or settings Justin, you look like you want to go. I do? All right, I'll go. Uh, Let's go, man. The first two games that came to mind are the games in the Bioshock universe, which, I mean, I talk about all the time, but... Rapture? Rapture in Columbia. Yeah. A city in the clouds and a city under the sea. I mean... Good choices. It doesn't get more interesting than that. Hmm. I, even though this might be a cop-out because my favorite game of all time, but um, I'm going to have to say the world of Shadow of the Colossus uh just an absolutely positively gorgeous gorgeous like open world for the most part you take out your sword you hold it against the sun the light shines in a direction and you have to go in that direction uh one of the most unique things about shadow of the colossus is that the game is filled entirely with boss fights there are no enemies to speak of whatsoever um basically if you haven't played shadow of the colossus stop what you're doing and go play shadow of the colossus right yeah so but in that sense it's 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 one of those worlds that I felt that I could really immerse myself in. It was extremely exploratory and just the the serene nature of it and climbing, you know, monoliths and, and totems and not to mention the, the colossi themselves. Um, it just lent to a, a ridiculously cool world to have that story and adventure in, I think. Jackie. Cool. What do you um, like? Actually, I have three different reasons go for it my first one would be uh the first assassin's creed because i am something of a history buff and having npcs randomly shout historically accurate stuff at you just <laughs> really got me going love that one 
Um, the other one would be one of my first experiences with open world games was uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time on the N64 and Hyrule in general. Like the characters, the, the races of people. I love that one. I totally thought you were about to say the racism. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Those Gorons really don't like the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, and oh, see, now you made me forget the third one. Awesome. You're probably going to say Skyrim. Oh, that's what that. Of course, wow. that's what I was going to say. Are we really that? Have we gotten to that point where that predict, predictable? You could throw no, anything out me. there, and she's going to say Skyrim. <laughs> Although Skyrim did have an absolutely it's amazing massive. world. It's, it's huge and beautiful, and you can just like stand on a mountain top and look around. It actually felt to me like uh, the first game I've ever felt like I was going into an already existing world, and like when I. It felt like when I turned the game off that that world just continued on and the people were doing the things that they were doing. Yes. Yeah. The music played a huge part in that game. Absolutely. Like standing on a mountain and seeing a dragon flying around. Like, no, you know, nothing to do with you. Just flying around over a town somewhere else. And I love that. Yeah. So hmm. yeah, that would be my three. Um, I'm going to choose the video game world of Res. Remember that game for the PS uh, PlayStation 2? You floated around in this kind of like psychedelic corridor environment i've heard of it and you there were like evolutionary steps to becoming one and whatnot and basically connecting uh enemies and shooting them down and and enlightenment and all these crazy crazy ass themes but as you went through the levels there were all these like weird cities that just took form and took shape and were like kind of thrown at you as you were hurling down these tunnels and and you know through ways to shoot down these things and eventually you would come to these gigantic boss fights um like big disco balls with like tentacle things flying around um super super intense and the music to it and everything actually moves to music so every time that you connect an enemy to another enemy it actually makes a beat so you can basically make drum loops and drum beats as you're flying down this corridor. You've talked about this game before, right? It's yeah, I mean it's one of my it's one of my favorite games of all time. I keep going back to all of my favorite stuff because if you're talking about worlds that you love, yeah, of course. obviously the games that you love are the ones that you're going to go to. Uh but yeah, that game has got some serious serious atmosphere. Um and on that note, even though I only played a little bit of it, that both of you have played it much more so than I, uh Child of Light Yes. Child of Light yeah. definitely has a really, really amazing um, art style and and just all of that stuff to the environments, which makes it an absolutely gorgeous game to just sit and drool over. Oh, it definitely is. My only thing with that would be it's just not as big as some of the other games right. that I picked. Right. Oh, you no. know? But still an absolutely gorgeous world. Yes. My favorite pick so far has been the Bioshock thing. That was a good call, man. Yeah, that, and if I were to pick just another one, it would be the Worlds of Mass Effect. Yeah. Just the over the course of the three games, you know, spending time on the ships, um, the Citadel, the different planets, it, uh, it all, like, just tied together so nicely and just created, like, another, like, same thing as about Skyrim, just I felt like it was, like, a living world that you were, like, coming into and right. experiencing. Actually, Skyrim, I, I took part of it with me before. I'm not sure if I've told this story on the show, but it shows you just how immersive Skyrim is. I was in a supermarket once and I paid for my stuff and I got down the end and I could see that there was a whole stack of firewood. And I'm thinking to myself, I know I was meant to get firewood, but it was like July or something. So I, I was like, why did I have to get firewood? And I stood in Pathmark for 20 minutes thinking, why did I need firewood? 
And then it suddenly dawned on me that I needed firewood because I was going to craft some arrows out of dragon bone. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how immersive At least, Skyrim did you is. Buy, did you buy the firewood? No, thank God I didn't actually walk <laughs> out with a whole load of firewood. That's where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> no, I did realize how stupid I was being in the store. So that's good. See, that says something about how immersive Skyrim is or how much I play it. Don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> it's all right. We've all done it. Have you ever brought a video game world or, or mentality out into the the real world? Um, I'm a big sucker for scores. Okay. So I will listen to the score from Skyrim at work, which uh-huh. is like a four-hour soundtrack. So, wow. and, and for me in that way, like I'm always listening to the music of games, Mass right. Effect, Skyrim, Bioshock. So like in a way, like I'm taking those worlds with me when I go out, but I've never actually tried to buy something <laughs> for my video game character in real life. That's good though. Not enough people like really appreciate the difference a score makes on a game. Oh my goodness. It's if, a really important if part If I of the game. could redo it, I would have... You know, Angela, when we got married, walked down the aisle to the streets of Whiterun in Skyrim. It's a yep. wonderful song. Right. Child of Light, I love listening to that. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think the other one would be um, Destiny when I was downloading the beta. I wanted to just the sit beta. in the room. The beta. The beta. Beta. Look, I might be in America. I have a friend that says beta. No. Beta? I try to explain to him that's not a fish. It's a <laughs> So anyway, yeah, it was uh, like the soundtrack thing. I started downloading it and I had to go out, but I knew it was a big one. And I kind of sat there for 10 minutes and just listened to it. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful work. Yeah. Hmm. So it's definitely, I think that's something we should revisit at some point on the show. Soundtracks? Scores. Music? Yeah. Oh God, I yeah. can, I can yeah, well, go into that for right. hours. Exactly. We should, I mean, we should we have can, one of those. We can definitely do a show. That's going to require some research, definitely on my end. Um but yeah, we could definitely do a show dedicated to video game scores. And they'll also be, excuse me, at the end of the year when we do our video game awards, there will be a re- an award for best score in a video game. Cool. So, Or best use of music. Best use of music, yeah. We'll word it however we see fit. Um, video game practices bringing into real life. I have a weird one. Would you care to hear it? Sure. Uh, whenever I'm in a pool, if the pool is not clean jackie i think you actually you might know this <laughs> yeah i take the skimmer and while i'm in the pool i will start skimming the pool without being asked and when people do ask me i i tell them i say it's a game it's like i need to clear as many leaves and debris and shit from this pool i can absolutely attest to this because he does do it every single time he goes in my pool so you know now we just don't bother skimming it before he comes around yeah it's great so <laughs> smart if you listeners have got a nice pool that you want skimmed, <laughs> don't mind my jumping in. Just invite me over and uh, I'll skim it for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, let's... Um, Was that your sexy voice? No. No, I haven't, I haven't oh. done it yet. He's going into Steve point. the Pool Boy sexy yeah. voice. <laughs> He's going to break it out at some point. You know what I need? I'll, I'll <laughs> Adam Burke, who is at Infamous One on Twitter, says, Valiant Hearts, amazing game. Have you guys played it? What do you think? Yes, it is an amazing game, actually. I played it for the first time with you two. Yeah. Um, and within two minutes of the game, I couldn't figure out what I was doing until Justin was like, did you try hit next? Yeah. I it said hit X. <laughs> so a big hit had, X right above this character. Yes, I, I had, had, no I had a rough start that was just embarrassingly horrible. 
However, I went back to it um, a couple of weeks ago and I've been playing through it and it really is a fantastic game. Like you can't quite explain why it's as good as it is, mm. but the characters are really engaging. The puzzle solving aspect is really, um, it, it's not too difficult, but it's challenging. Like you do think about, oh, how do I get this to this right. point and that. Well, I believe they pur- they purposefully wrote the game that way so that you wouldn't spend too much time trying to solve the puzzles because they want the story to keep and flowing. And there's, there's also hints. Like if you if you're at something for more than a couple of minutes, it pops up and says, "Do you want a hint?" So yeah, Do it's definitely this. yeah, it's definitely not about hit the uh, puzzle. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's like X. when you get when you walk into a room and the camera swivels around to the exit. Go here yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, chal- you know, it's it's not a challenging game, but it's very touching. The characters are very engaging. The yeah. storyline, and there's also not many games where you get the option to read a whole load of historical facts about World War One while you're playing. I tried like really getting into that and really yeah. like you know I'm like I'm gonna you know this looks like it's you know it's important stuff and somebody yeah. really obviously poured their heart into this game and they want people to right. you know share this information so I'm gonna read this stuff and I'm reading and I'm reading and I'm like oh this is you know this is a little long and. I yeah. scroll down. I'm just like, what? Yeah, I must admit, I don't think we're, we're two great human beings for that because I did the same thing. I read two. Then I went to the trophy list and saw that you had to read 30. So I skimmed through them real quick just to get the trophy to pop. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but yes, it's a fantastic game and everyone should put some time into playing it. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I played, I think I'm in chapter four uh, where I had left off. And I mean, it's been at least two weeks, if not three, since I've sat down to play it. I feel like if I went back to it right now, yeah. that it would be wherever, whatever I was doing would be lost on me, that it's one of those games that no, doesn't look you know, like... No, not at all, actually, because I am definitely that kind of gamer where I get a new game and I will put eight hours a day into it mm-hmm. until I finish it and I won't quit. Right. But um, this one I've played for like two hours and then I'll go back to it in a few in a couple of days and I'll play for 40 minutes and I'll go back to it and play for it. And it really has still not lost its appeal to me. Oh, I'm, I'm not, able to jump in and play for bits and pieces here and there and just yeah. keep going through it. I'm not worried about it about it losing its appeal. It's more so like especially when reading comics and stuff. Like I really love reading like whole arcs rather than just, you know, single yeah. issues from time to time with certain books. Other other books is fine. But um I just feel like if it's if it's broken up too much and it's something that I could get through in a day that I would really want to just immerse myself in the history yeah. and the presentation of it and just go through the whole thing. But that might be asking a little bit much with so much to play. This yeah, summer. it's fairly big as well. Okay. Like it's bigger than you think it's going to be. Um, but my impressions of it was that it was very cool, um, very emotionally charged, which I love. Those are the, usually end up being some of my favorite games. Yes. And um, I liked the easy flow and presentation of it. I thought it was very cool. I liked the graphic style. And uh, it's really amazing just how much emotion and stuff that you can convey with characters that don't really speak to one another. They just gesture. Yeah. And the fact that you control all these different characters helps you engage with every single one of those characters. Yeah, multiple perspectives is cool. It's also cool to read the letters of the people that you're not necessarily dealing with in that chapter to find out where they are in the story and how everybody kind yeah. of links up with one another. Yeah. Um, Justin, did you play? I haven't played yet. You haven't? It's on my list. Oh, okay. I was planning on downloading it and playing it this week and then Destiny hit. Oh, so Destiny. So I will get to it before the summer is up. Word up. All right. Uh, let's do another question. Antonio Canales is at young... Oh, my God. 
uh, Young Bid AC on Twitter. I think I'm saying that right. Um, at talking ca- talking comics, at talking games, ratio of games bought to games finished. Be honest. Doesn't have to be a hundred percent complete. Just main story, etc. So essentially, um, how many games do you buy that you complete all the way to the end? Um, I can tell you honestly, for me, not many. All you've got to do is go to my trophies in my uh, PlayStation account and you will see 7%, 11%, 27%, all over the place. For me, you want to go, Jackie? No, I was just going to say I'm actually completely the opposite. I, I don't buy very many games. I like to know that I'm buying something I like, which I quite often do, and I almost always finish them. I'm very compulsive. I really am. I bought fucking uh, Injustice Gods Among Us Ultimate Edition. Yeah, so did I. Last night. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, I'm. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy to have it, but I I don't really care for Mortal Kombat style fight fighters. But you're reading the book now, right? I am, and you're the book is the book. the book is really cool. Yeah. So, so with coming off of reading the book and being like, oh wow, like you know everybody, everything that everybody's been talking about, this book is actually really good. And for like seven dollars and forty cents, yeah. I can't pass that up. Oh. It was the whole yeah. thing. It was every character, every costume. I, I got it just so when you guys are over, we could be like, "You want to play a fighting game? Let's play Injustice." Yeah, it was like eight dollars. Why yeah. not? Right. No, no, I, I totally, I picked it up. But that would that would be my exception to the rule. Actually, is I very very rarely play one player campaigns and fighting games. I have the same reason as Justin. Just oh, said. fighting games aren't any fun. Yeah, of I just get it to campaign. play. With- yeah, I just play, get it to play with friends. I yeah. will do 95% of the games I buy, I will complete. Mm. I feels wrong if I have games out there. The only um, exception to that, I'm going to say, is downloadable games. Okay. Um, where I really can't tell how much I'm going to enjoy them. Like, I'm only halfway through Strider. Um, but I think for the most part, all the rest of them, I, I did Child of Light. Um, I finish. Uh, yeah, I have to. I'll, I'll say like ninety-five percent of the games I buy, I will finish. I, you know. Let me ask you a question. If when at you least finish, beat the, at least beat the main story. Okay, I have a question for you. Um, and Jackie, you can feel free to chime in on this as yeah. well. Maybe we'll all answer. When do you play your games? Because you seem to like when I talk to you, you're like, oh, I beat this, I beat that. You have a full-time job, yes. Yes. And you have a two-year-old son. Yep. At home. Yep. How is it that you have more time for video games than I do? Uh, I guess it depends um, on how much sleep you like. So you stay up. <laughs> I will stay up. I, with me, Mondays and Tuesdays for me are a wash because I I work really late and then I get up really early on those two days. So I barely play anything on those days. Okay. Wednesdays we're here yeah. and I don't really play anything. But then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, after Jorah goes to bed and spends time with the family, then I will come down here at 10 o'clock and I will play until 1 in the morning. And then on the weekends, I will stay up till 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning and then get up early the next day to do family stuff. So, like, for me, like, that's, like, my most enjo- like uh, enjoyable, like, me time is, like, on a Friday night where yeah. I know, like, I don't have work tomorrow you know, you prioritize just, it. Yeah, and then I will start playing games at ten thirty, and then stop at three thirty. So five straight hours of playing is enough to chew out a decent amount of time in anything, except yeah, for in, like a fifty-hour RPG like right. uh, Kingdoms of Amalar, which I'm now fifteen hours into and getting absolutely nowhere. I think I do the same. I take one or two days of the week. Like I'll play a bit of the weekend, but I have a ten-year-old, soon to be ten-year-old. 
So I all play a bit at the weekend, but during school time, there is a couple of days of the week where I will put him on the bus and get back to the house at nine and turn the PlayStation on. And then before I know it, it's 3.30 and I have to pick him up off the bus <laughs> and I'll just play all day and get everything else I need to get done in the evening. Because it's the same as me. It's the only time I have in the house yeah. where there's not other people around, other people that want to play the console. Do you ever get him off the bus and like tell him just to busy himself somewhere so you could finish up a level? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had I times totally where I've do. almost missed getting him off the bus because by the time I realized it was time to get him off the bus, I also have not peed in six hours. Whoa. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do that whole, like, I'm going to sit on the couch and finish this thing. And I'm like jogging up and down because I really need to pee, but I can't leave the console. It's really bad. <sighs> That's not you, good for your health, you know. You might need some Depends. <laughs> so you can just, you know. Kegels. Just go. As I found out from Sex Criminals the other day. Sex Criminals. Oh, did you start reading it? <laughs> yeah, I finished it. It's amazing. Uh, finally. <laughs> I know. Let's talk about that for a second. Sex Criminals is amazing. It really is. Yes, I, I love it. Yeah. We'll talk about it more, but I did very much enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> Kegels. <laughs> exactly. It really helps with gaming. Kegel Kegels. face. Yes. <laughs> I have my Kegel face while I'm gaming. Oh, yep. my God. Oh, boy. Want to do another question? Sure. Let's do another question. Uh, this is a big one. Okay. Ryan Olive, who is at RRO8502 on Twitter, says, There should be a demo for every game. I am more likely to purchase a $60 game if I can try it first. It should be mandatory now for all for game com- companies to release one prior to the full game release. If that game is good, more people will buy it. And if it's crap, well, then they are kind of lying to you and hoping that you'll just spend the money on their crap game. So, Ryan thinks that there should be a demo, a mandatory demo for every video game. Yay or nay? It would be nice, but totally not feasible i think i agree um i think it would push up the price of every single game it would defeat the object because now they're having to produce demos yeah the, the producing of a demo part i don't see as being overly complicated i mean you could chunk uh chop out an hour of the game and lock it off which i, I don't really think but it's still mm-hmm. all work and it's still something they have to roll forward true. into the you know, price that, that's true um I think it would be great if they did that and I could get hands-on with everything, but there's no way video game companies are right. ever going to let that happen because then games like The Amazing Spider-Man, which wasn't... Watch Dogs. Watch like, Dog- yeah. A lot of people actually really like Watch Dogs. Oh, really? I have a question yeah. about the pertaining to this. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I am, but I could be. When they were pitching the PS4 and the Xbox One, did they not tell us that they were going to implement some kind of a service that we were going to be able to play the games before we bought them. That every game was going to have something akin to a demo. And that you were going to be able to play it for X amount of time before you decide before you decide to make your purchase. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Jackie? Nope, I don't remember that. God damn it. <laughs> I swear, if guys that are listening, ladies, you're listening to the show... If you remember that, please tweet us at Talking Underscore Games on Twitter or write us uh, at podcast at TalkingComicBooks.com and let us know if you remember that being a part of the gig. Because I remember that being like one of the selling points that people were really jazzed about 
where it was that like as you're downloading the game you could play it while it was downloading that's the thing i remember them saying like hey you don't have to wait for this whole thing to be downloaded while multiplayer is downloading you can play single player i totally remember that but i remember there being a secondary thing to that that you were going to be able to to play something before you decide to buy it i don't remember all right well yeah let's see if anyone else remembers we'll see if anybody else remembers um so the I mean, stay, yeah, staying on this for a minute. What uh, I don't, I don't, I don't. I think asking for a demo for every game um, is asking a bit too much. I mean, in a perfect world, it would be nice if we knew where our money was going every time that we bought into a video game. But I mean, it gets to the point where you really just you gotta trust the people making the games, and you gotta trust. Yeah. them to do the right thing and to be proud of their product and stuff. But I mean, games do come out that are garbage. Like you use the example of amazing Spider-Man Two. Rob, our resident spider fan fanatic hated I fight, it. I will fight him for that title. He hated it. <laughs> yeah, I know you, the both of you, I keep forgetting that you have a Spider-Man tattoo. Yep. Hmm. Maybe I should get one. You should. We can all, no, because can then have. I'm going to have to get one. I really don't want yeah. one. Yeah, we should all get Spider-Man <laughs> <Let's> tattoos. <do> <laughs> Um, if you get it on your face, I'll get one. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Jesus, Jackie. <laughs> I'll just get my face done like Peter Parker. <laughs> I think that uh, another thing uh, that you have to pay attention to as far as like, okay, so there's not going to be demos for every game, but that's where reviews come in handy so right. much is that really, if you're unsure about a game, don't buy it before you read reviews that a you trust or that you read enough of them to get, a consensus on the game. Right. Uh, I mean, Amazing Spider-Man wasn't reviewed until a week after it was out. They were holding uh, They were holding the games back. Right. And they do that with movies too. Yeah. You they know, they, they spend too. hundreds of millions of dollars on movies that come out and are absolute stinkers, but you don't get your money back if you didn't like it. Right. I think that the way of the demo is gone. Well, we have a, we have a second question um, that, you know, kind of pertains to this whole thing from James Hammond who is part-time underscore powers on Twitter, says, whatever happened to the demo disc? Uh, are game demos a thing of the past, or are betas simply the demos of this generation? Betas are the demos of this generation. Yeah, yeah. that's what I would say. Because, the re- I, well, here's actually a good reason for it. How many games are coming out nowadays where the experience is just a total single-player, no-online connectivity experience? Honestly? Not a lot. Mm, I would disagree with that. There's a lot. Every time that I go over to my friend Brendan's house, there is, he's got things I'd never heard of. He talked about a game the other day called Ghost Ship. And I was like, what? And he showed me uh, like a side-scrolling beat-em-up game that was also an RPG. And there were three different characters. It, I watched a video of it. The guy playing it sucked, but the game itself looked well, let's like just say, banana pants. Let's just say well, more games are being released now than ever before. But yeah. Where do you think the majority is? The yeah, majority big, is... And big games especially, it's online. I would say... AAA titles, yeah. But like privatized indie titles that are like on indie Steam titles, and stuff? Yeah, but indie titles are totally different. It's like a total different uh, conversation. You have with, it, with indie games and with on Steam, you have early access. Yeah. Where you could buy your way in to play an alpha of the game. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that the way that this um, generation is moving towards everything being connected, like... Yeah, sure. Could they in the past have a demo for Need for Speed? Sure. Because it was a single player, maybe 
uh, split screen experience. But with games like The Crew that are coming out, where it's going to be a massive online world, they have to they're going to be running alphas for these things that they That's want true. you to sign and up a for. Demo disc would actually take away from that because they let people play it and it's not at its full potential. Exactly. They're not no. going to buy the game. Well, the reason that you don't see demo discs anymore is really simple. It costs money to print the discs to to burn them to ship them out to places, stick them in magazines, and, and strike a deal with Game Informer or what have you. I forgot demo demo discs even existed. Demo discs were the shit back in the day, them. man. They were awesome. Yeah, when I, remember, I had my original PlayStation, half of my gaming time yeah. was spent just flicking through these I discs. I played, um, It was you were only allowed access to two characters. Does, do either of you remember a game on the PlayStation called Airgeist? No. No. It was a 3D fighter featuring the characters from Square Enix and specifically from Final Fantasy. This game was awesome. You fought on trains, you smashed people through boxes. That's cool. It was pretty pretty boss. And one of the way, the reason that I even knew about it or got to play it was because it was on a demo disc. And I played it and I played it to the point where the disc didn't even work anymore. And then I bought the game. I remember the first thing when we were talking about demos was I was thinking of the Dead Rising demo. Oh, I remember that. The original Dead Rising demo was a thing that you could just download from the Xbox store. And I don't – did PlayStation even have – I'm assuming that in the early days of PlayStation they had demos as well. Oh, yeah. But it just feels like to me like the games are getting bigger. You know, the AAA games are getting bigger and more connected and that – they're going to be running these alphas. And honestly, mm-hmm. if you're even remotely interested in a game, like the Destiny beta, we're going to get into that in a little bit. But if you were even remotely interested in the game, you could have got into this beta. Yeah, you definitely could have gotten And that's in. the way that it's pretty much going. Like if you're interested in the crew alpha or beta, like you have to just sign up for it and you'll get an invite. I, you know, all it takes is just to, you know, go on a couple of websites and throw your email in and you're going to be getting into these things. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um demos rough rough business. I think that stuff's in the past. Yeah, it kind of is. You know, the alphas and and the betas have really kind of taken taken over. I think it's rather brave for a company to let you play the alpha of anything, really. Yeah, but the thing is with we're not playing actual alphas. Actual al- Actual alphas are a mess. Mm-hmm. They are a mess. That's oh, what. I remember. Uh, that's what. Um, we, we talked about in the past. Chroma, Chroma was an alpha, and that game was a mess. And they ripped it down. And I don't know if we'll ever see that game in the light of day again. And if we do, it will probably be nothing like what those players experienced. When I played the Destiny Alpha a month ago, that game mm. was pretty much exactly what I'm playing now, just a little bit smaller. Let me tell you this. Everything that I helped Acclaim make back in the day, about like 13, 14 titles, felt like everything we shipped out at the end was a fucking alpha because those games sucked. Yeah. Well, With the that's exception why, of like two of them. That's why Acclaim's not in business anymore. Yeah, no. We got canned. We got canned. I made some really, ugh, Dakar, that uh, that European like buggy racing game, Dune, Dune racing game, uh, Legends of Wrestling 2, which was awful. We had a song that on the on the alpha or demo when we were testing the game, um, only one song was preloaded into the thing. And like when you're spending two, three weeks playing the same build over and over and over again and the same song keeps playing. Fun. And the worst part was that everybody in the office tried to convince me and told me that it was a tool song. And I said to them, no, 
said, you, you don't know me. You don't know me very well. Understand me when I tell you that I would know if this was a Tool song. Oh, you don't know anything, man. But I showed them. And then they went out of business. And then they went out of business. Because <laughs> Steve was right. Um, Turok Evolution was okay. Not too bad. Uh, let's answer another question. Andy Breeden, who is Historic Me on Twitter, wants to know, how quickly do you tire of gimmicks in games? Currently playing Sniper Elite 3 and can't stand the kill cam after 10 minutes. I can understand that. How about Infamous Graffiti? Yes. I, you know, all of you guys, I, I'm the one outlier on this. I loved the graffiti. In did you do all, did you I liked do it all the first couple of times. The first couple right. of times, and then it got annoying as hell. Shaking the controller and hearing the little rattle go on oh, never got old for me. It's a very cool gimmick. Well, it is a gimmick. I wish, yeah. I wish that um, with gimmicks like Sniper Elite, when you have that kill cam, um, or the graffiti that it was um, not all the time. Like it was more of a surprise when it was like, oh, I've got to do this. I wish sometimes it was just like it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like let's say the kill cam and sniper elite. Like I think it would be better if it was just random when the kill cam came up and you're like, it, you you wouldn't get tired of it yeah. after seeing it for every kill or with the graffiti and infamous. If you if it automatically did it by itself. Yeah, or if it was part of the storyline where you had to tag certain stuff, but when it's just an item that has to be yeah. done. I, that, that, that whole game is like that. that yeah. Infamous is built around that you know, tedious, gimmicky shit. Yeah. I don't know. I like Infamous, don't get me wrong, but I mean, the the whole almost the whole map of that game is based off of doing the same thing over and over and over again. Even to progress I, the story. I love you're that, but like, when you're just finding something or touching something or picking something up that's yeah. fine but they're, they're having to turn the controller and shake it and then spray Aww. and then do it like three Aww. times it was it took it you like just, with the other ugh. stuff it was either i shoot somebody or i run and pick something up exactly this was like i've got to sit here okay shake the can that takes a second but then you're like drawing the outlines of these and things when there's and like three just, different colors and yeah it, it just I, took it forever after the 20th one i was like i don't want to see this anymore i'm totally on the outside <laughs> i love this is one of my favorite parts of the game i loved every last one I, w- I liked seeing them. Yeah. I, I just wish it was yes. like, oh, I shook the can, and now he's just going to do it. No. Or hit B to skip. That's my uh, favorite. Just yes. hit B to skip. That would be nice. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so we answered that one. <laughs> yeah, no. Two different sides of it. I mean, yeah. I mean, gimmicks gimmicks and games, of course you're going to tire of stuff that happens over and over again, or just you know quirky little things. But there, there are some gimmicks that don't get old or they do get old with time. Like whatever happened with bullet time. Remember that max Payne? Yeah. Max Payne, the first max Payne game with bullet time that never got old. When you, when you busted through one of those doors and, and the subway and you just dove to the side with the shotgun and just yeah, boom, see, boom. Like that, that was awesome. That was a gimmick that actually could help you in your gameplay. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the kill cam in Sniper Elite, it's just showing the guy's skull exploding. But it's in the way it's almost like slowing you down because you're yeah. like, I just killed this guy. I want to kill the next guy and not have to watch over and over again of right. skulls and body parts flying away. It would be just be interesting if it was just like one out of every ten or, or if you mm-hmm. did a particularly it was random. good one. Yeah. Like if it was like a reward for doing a particularly exactly. high points one. I have one that never gets old for me. And that is the Mortal Kombat guy that randomly pops out from the side of the screen. Have you ever oh, seen okay. him? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. I love him so much, and it makes me happy every Ooh. time I see him. Woo-hee! Oh, toasty, right, something like that. Yeah, 
just makes me so happy. I love how you love it so much. You don't even know what he says. I don't. I don't. I just, I, I'm like so happy when I see him. I, yeah. Do you know who he is? No, I have no idea. He's I've one never of, even he's, looked at He's up. one of the like programmer Mortal Kombat dudes. Oh yeah. I've never even Googled it. I don't. I'm Speaking of Googling, can you bring up what I asked you to Google before? <laughs> I can. All right. You have it ready? I have it ready. All right. So uh, Rachel Pandich on Twitter uh, is being snar- uh, not snarky. She's being saucy. And uh, she a little wants, cheeky. Yeah, she wants to know why do roosters crow? Saying that we didn't specify what kind of questions people could ask us. So we're gonna turn this around on you, Rachel, and we're gonna answer it to the best of our ability. Jackie, why do roosters crow? There's several theories. Oh, tell me about them. Uh-huh. Protecting their turf. Ooh. Keeping the hens in line. Those naughty, naughty Fuck hens. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid hens. Reacting to other roosters and uh, you know environmental sounds. But why do they do it two hours or so before sunrise? Apparently, it's under the control of a rooster's internal biological clock. Clock, right? Clock. All right. Cluck, cluck, clock. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There is the answer to that question. We don't know why roosters crow, but apparently there's lots of theories. There you go. So, Rachel, you can pick and choose uh, <laughs> whichever you whichever you please. You know what I'm going to get, Justin, for you? I'm going to get a tiny little camera that we can set up just to zero in on your face. The Justin reaction cam. Yeah, the Justin reaction cam. Every time we go off subject, (laughs) Justin makes this face. He's making it right now. I'm smiling. No, if if there was a sound effect to the face, it would be sigh. Be like a slow whoopee cushion. (laughs) (laughs) Having the air let go. You just, you squint and you you start to look around the room. I'm like... All right, yep. roosters, yep. amazing. Squatty potties. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, the squatty potty one wanted me, made me want to die. It was <laughs> amazing. I can't be here for this. Um, there was the hot cha cha intro. Yeah, yep. there's a, a couple of things. <laughs> the hot cha cha one was fine. It was fine. It was awesome. All right, uh, let's move on to. I think we got like two more before uh, we start to get onto other stuff here. Uh, George Alexander. Wants to know, even though superhero games have very rarely worked with a few notable exceptions, is there any kind of superhero game that you would love to see? Like maybe a good Superman game or uh, maybe something about out of, something more out of the box, like a strategy game involving the Avengers against a cosmic force like the Builders in Infinity. Like that idea, like a Avengers Infinity oh, chess or something like that, or maybe so- like, a, uh, like a Fire Emblem Avengers type game. That would be cool. That would be cool. Uh, supposedly, there is Dan Slott tweeted that he got behind the scenes at a new Marvel video game, and he's like, "Pay attention to Comic Con next week." Yeah, I believe. It, I mean, maybe maybe I had I had read it wrong, but I believe like I saw tweets that last weekend they were gonna reveal a new Marvel video game title, but I guess they decided to save it for San Diego Comic Con. I'd be excited to see who they're partnering with. Hmm. Uh, because what was it Activision they they were with Activision for yeah. so long and they have released so many crappy games there was an Avengers game that was canned uh that was like coming going to come out right around the time of the movie and hmm. it was them versus the Skrulls but it was interesting because you would play as different characters of the Avengers in first person but you would kind of see the characters hands so imagine a first-person game where, and there, I mean, there's videos of this on the internet of you know early footage of it, where you you see Hulk's um, like enormous hands in front of you, yeah. And each character could do different abilities and different things. It looked awesome. 
they're going to make an Avengers game. Absolutely. Hmm. You that's, think that's what it's going to be? It's going to be. An, why wouldn't it be an Avengers game? Dan Slott writing an Avengers game, though? No, he, he, he didn't say he was involved with it. He just said he saw it and oh, okay. said that uh, to pay attention because like, he's like, you may want to pay attention to Comic-Con next week, which I'm sure everyone's going to be doing. Yeah, that kicked off today. Yeah? Yeah, well, it's like the preliminary, uh, yes, you know, yes, like yes. It, tomorrow is like the real jazz. They're not like, going to release another start. Spider-Man game right now. And you it's don't not think like, so? They're, they're not going to come out and be like, sorry. No. If I'm sure they're going to do another Spider-Man game, but if they've been working on something and having something in the background, it's an Avengers game. It has to be. Hmm. I can't see them doing a solo title with like a Thor, Captain America. Why, why do that when you could just do the whole team? For the sake of your reputation on this podcast, I hope you're right. I bet you I am right. <laughs> Ooh, I got a be- I'll, I'll put a beer on it. A beer, one beer. Um, I would really. I mean, I want. I want another beat 'em up. I want like a like an X Men like arcade an Ultimate game. Alliance game. Yeah, like just a whole. I mean, you've you kind of have it with uh, Marvel Heroes, but that's more of a Diablo top-down kind of thing. I'm talking like Captain America and the Avengers arcade slash Genesis. Oh, okay. You know, just I think we're gonna have to wait for that. Stages upon stages, a huge cast have all kinds of you know powers and and you know weird characters have the Runaways come in, uh, X Force and and uh, you know five six different Deadpool's. God knows. And the just... only other thing I could see them doing is trying to do Marvel Heroes on consoles or trying to copy DC Universe Online on consoles. Hmm. But other than that, where you're getting the whole Marvel cast, I'm, I'm going to assume it's an Avengers game. Hmm. I think I don't know. We'll see. I mean, who knows? Comics are just, they're, they're so all over the place these days. Like, I can't lock anything down. But Avengers is a good bet, um, especially with all the, the hubbub about the, the movie. Did you hear that uh, there's a rumor going around now that Joss Whedon might be out for the third film? What? It's, who, I, I doubt it. No, Marvel will pay him. In a- I don't know if it's a matter of money. Who knows? I, it's it's all speculation. Yeah, and sure. Rumor. And Robert Downey Jr. didn't want to come back for any of the other movies, and they were like, "Here's fifty million dollars." And he's like, "You know what? I think I'll come back." Yeah, there was a um, there was a an article with him today that I, I saw. I didn't read it, but something about him and Iron, Iron Man, Man 4. Four. Yeah. So, money speaks. <laughs> like, well, we're not making another Sherlock movie this year, so I might as well be Tony Stark. He made seventy five million dollars last year. Did he really? Yeah, highest paid actor in the world. Is he at this point? Yes, he was seventy five million. Wow. And oh, who was number two? It was another. I think it was another hero. Was number oh, I think Bradley Cooper was number two, like forty eight million. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised about that. Um, good for him. Good for the both of them. They should, you they know, should give me some of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Donate to the Talking Games podcast. <laughs> I'm going to tweet at them right now. You should. You do that, and um, I'm going to ask another question. Uh, Adam Houston wants to know what game uh, are you all most excited about to play this year? You can only pick one. Uh, Adam, if you want, we did a huge podcast about like, all the games coming out between now and the end of the year and actually into next year uh, where we went through a whole bunch of them. So if you want to go back and listen to that, I definitely recommend it. But the short answer. Um, pick uh, one. Everyone pick one. You can only pick one. Yes. Evolve. Yeah. I'm going to say Evolve just because I haven't seen it yet. And I've played Destiny. Destiny would have been my other answer, but I've I've gotten a taste and I kind of know what, what to expect. 
Evolve is something that you've been trying to convince me of for some time now. It's a shame you have to you had to be convinced. And now with it coming closer, I I still have a hang up about that game. Stop. Just one. Just stop. I'm, I'm just I'm gonna reach over the table and smack you. I want more <laughs> monsters. Oh, there'll be more monsters. Don't worry about that. Yeah, that I'm gonna have to pay for in DLC. Yeah, I could care less. Take like here, where's that gift of fry? Like the money? Like here, just take it all. Take all the money. All right, all right. I trust you. I trust you. So, yeah, I'm gonna have to say evolve. Yeah, that's it for me too. Actually, bizarrely enough, and there's a good little segue. Destiny, which can you believe? I actually really want to play. We're not going there yet. Oh God, we're going. See, there. you try Perfect. to take control. Perfect. We're you don't try to take it was a perfect segue. How smooth was that? That was a perfect right? segue. High five. Sm- <laughs> it was a perfect segue, even though before the show began, we discussed how we were going to talk about your Oddworld stuff first. I think I'm back to that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> we can just skip it. <laughs> I'm losing control of them, everybody. We're not skipping it because then you win. The hell, the whole win. system's breaking down. <laughs> you want to talk about Destiny? Yeah, I do. All right, let's talk about Destiny. Let's do it. Cool. First of all, Jackie likes Destiny. Yes. Yeah. Can we just can we just have a, a moment of uh, moment of peace? Yeah. For that big old slice of humble pie coming yep. Justin's way. Basically, Justin was right. <laughs> Hashtag Justin was right. <laughs> Has to happen once. So so Jackie, let me ask you. I was online with you when this happened. I was there, but so was very I. Very funny. Yeah. Tell our uh, tell our audience. Okay. So what turned you? What happened? Well, first of all, I have believe it or not, never ever played a game with the mic in and had to talk to anyone. Now, I don't oh, particularly yeah. like talking on the phone to people. So it's very funny. I didn't really quite know what was going on, but I was sat on the couch. I'd had a fair few beers already. And I plug it in and I'm texting with Justin yeah, saying, okay, beers. what do I do? <laughs> what do I do? And I'm sitting there. I can hear like crackling. All of a sudden I hear Justin say, I can hear you, you know. So it's like, <laughs> kind of scared me. But then Steve popped on the like, well, at some point Steve is talking out of my TV and singing. You're missing a whole <laughs> subplot here. Well, what is the whole see, this is, this is funny because this is what Jackie doesn't know is that I knew that this was coming. So I got together with Bobby and I actually spliced together a collection of all the times that Jackie shit on this game <laughs> that I'm going to splice into the show. Nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't really have it. You should. It would have no, been hilarious. Honestly, yeah, I might do it. The subplot is every single time you guys have asked me about this game in the last three months, You've got a nope. I nope. don't like first-person shooters. <laughs> I'll be so oh, bad is that at it. How I sound? That's horrible. A little bit. I do a terrible <laughs> English accent. You do one much better than I do. Thankfully, thankfully. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've always just been a nope. Don't want to play it. Nope. Not interested. Don't care. E3. I don't care. I don't care about it. And then I played it, and I really like it. You're still missing the whole part where you texted what? me and were like. Do I need to actually talk to you like on the microphone? Do I have to do that? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I did no. text you straight away afterwards and say that kind of sounded a little more rude than I thought it would. That's all right. <laughs> um, this is we don't have this listener question collected, but this was a while ago. Somebody yeah. actually asked us if your accent is real. Really? I've had people ask me if I'm putting it on before in bars. Yeah. Somebody says, does she do that just for the show or is that legit? It's legit. I can't even do an American accent. It's horrible. No, you should hear Jackie try to do impressions. It's hysterical to hear you American. No, it's really bad. I can do one word and it's only because I was watching an episode of Kitchen Nightmares and it was in Babylon or something. And, and the, the woman word? was really Long Island. What's the word? Do I really have to do it? Yes. yes. All right, don't look at me, though, because it's really embarrassing. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a disaster. A disaster. It's not that's bad. A, that's it's all I can bad. do. It's but that's literally bad. the only word I can do, and it's really Long Island. We're going to the Etsy's flea market. <laughs> this is jewelry exchange. Okay? That's actually yeah, so pretty good as well. Yeah. Yes. That's the only thing I can do. So back to Destiny. Uh, yeah, sorry. 
so yeah, we, we chatted and we played. And I actually felt like I got to hang out with my friends, but I didn't have to waste money on gas by going anywhere. She's like, do people do this? Do they actually just like <laughs> hang out at home and play online with each other? This is weird. This is it weird, is. right? And I'm like, no, this is, this is what started happening in Wait, like 2002. I know. and that's But that's why I was saying it's weird because I wanted to text Justin and be like, hey, can I just come up to your house like, and just sit on your couch and play? He's like, no, actually you can't. You have to stay at home on your own and play. But it's okay. We can hang out. Just having a hard time wrapping my head around the whole thing. That's all. It was pretty funny that after you left, because you were the first one to sign off, she's like, where is he going? And I'm like, he's got shit to do. It's late. It's, I don't know, dad stuff. She's like, little bitch. (laughs) I so did not say that. He's trying to throw me under the bus. It did not happen. You totally said that. (laughs) When have you ever heard me say that? Um, I don't remember it. I know you don't remember it. You were you were, ex- you were in a fine mood that evening. Yeah. I, was. I had to pull you down off the ceiling <laughs> with a rake to get you to get up the next morning. It was fun though. It was funny though to to, to play with you while you were inebriated, quote unquote. Um, so I'm definitely getting that game. Well, that's the, that's the, see the thing that I think that's so funny about it is that when we were playing that night, because we played for about two hours, maybe about like ten minutes. When Justin was like, did. "Okay, I have to go," I was like, "What?" But we have to go somewhere else first. Well, we ran through the whole beta with you from beginning so, right? to end. No, like, well, we avoided we avoided um, the Devil's Lair because uh, I hadn't played it yet and I didn't know how hard it was and I right. didn't want to throw Jackie into something that she'd be like, nope, I changed my mind. <laughs> it's true. We could do it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you were the one, I mean, we all, you know, all three of us enjoyed it, but you were the one who was really adamant about continuing to play oh, i loved it and it's funny because like i said the whole time everyone's been talking about this i had absolutely zero interest in playing this game all right. at all well for, for forget the convenience and of being on your couch <laughs> and saving money saving gas yeah yeah what is it about the game that turned you that you actually liked the game itself and that you're you're actually like hip to getting this thing now i loved the i actually love the co-op co-op aspect of it i liked being able to like steve where'd you go where are you? Justin been like, would you come back here, please? All right, I'm going to go Lone back and get wolf. her. So, yeah, Justin would be like, I'm going to go back and get her. She got lost. Wait a minute. I'll be back. And I love that whole aspect because it honestly, it feels so immersive when you're doing that. It's really funny. And just, you know, the whole thing. I love the, the modes, everything you can get right now with there only being a beta. Obviously, there's going to be a lot more, but shut up. I'm just going to keep saying that. I didn't say anything. Did you hear me say anything? <laughs> Eyebrows don't come across on the mics. Okay, I saw it. Just in <laughs> so face anyway, cam. there's gonna be so much more in like weaponry and uh, places you can go, and the, I'm just really excited to get in and play it. And you know, I I loved it. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Justin, would you? I think have about? nothing else to add to it. I mean, <laughs> everything. Well, Jackie you, you got it because we got time. So <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I've spent like 15, 14, 14 hours in the beta so far. Wow. Okay. Um. I have one level eight character. Um, it's the hunter class. Yeah, that's um, what I have. I'm not going to play hunter when the game comes out because it's frustrating to play that class at times. It's the class I feel that um, it takes the most skill to use, I'll say, in a way, just because you're super move. Uh, I'm talking about more in like the PvP crucible modes. Which I have um, not played yet. Oh, my God. I spent the... A lot of time there. Is it still up? Is it still going or yep. is it over? No, no, no. What they did was they would open up this thing, this special event called the Iron Banner. Like the um, the Crucible 
PvP all the rest of the time is only two maps. They would introduce this thing called the Iron Banner, and they opened up a part of the tower that was not opened before for two hours at a time. And you were able to go in and talk to this guy who was fitted with this amazing armor for a Titan um, and play two extra maps. So I got to play Mars, Venus, and then the two stages that were in the Alpha. And uh, one's Old Russia and one's on the moon. And a lot of the multiplayer is fun, uh, like super fun. Um, it does take a little bit to get used to. I heard you die like right away. Oh, you die. You do die quickly. It's like Halo, but just imagine superpowers in Halo, which can wipe out four guys at a time. Uh, my friend who I was playing with um, absolutely loathed it and like was cursing the game up and down. He was like, I love the PvE stuff, but he just did not like the multiplayer at all because you could be taking a base and a Titan rolls in, does his super move, and wipes out four people in one move. And the thing is, those moves happen so quickly. That, that move and the Warlock's move happen so fast it's kind of hard to kill the person before they do it or while they're doing it. Whereas, what, are, what are those moves? Uh, the Titan does this, like, jump up in the air and come down and smashes the oh, ground. ground pound? It's a ground pound. And actually, as you level higher and higher, I found out, in the actual game... The radius um, goes out and... The... It changes completely. Oh, wow. I could show you guys. There's, um, there's gifts of it. A friend of mine found online, like, what a level 20 Titan can do. And he soars up, like... 20 stories in the air and does a Superman like I'm coming down with my fists and That's smashes. Really cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, but like those moves are like not, I'm not going to say simple because you still got to get in there and throw it off. But the Hunter class, you know, you, what you do is you point your gun at the sky and you turn golden and you have the golden gun and yeah, you have yeah. a certain amount of time to shoot off three shots, but you can die at any time while doing it. Um, you can get shot in the back or anything like that. So it's a harder one to use when you're using it right. It feels terrific. Like I, uh, taking out a captain in one shot. Well, that, uh, just in PVE, just in like, I'm just talking about for PVP. Cause that's where I've noticed it the most, like coming in the most handy. But like if somebody, if there was three guys at a base, I jumped into the middle of the base, had the golden gun equipped turn and, and three different spots, one shot, one shot, one shot, they die. And I take the base. It's an amazing feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, the multiplayer is a lot of fun. My only suggestion for people is I know it's a lot of people running around, not taking the bases, which is what the whole point of the game is. So it's like, Hey, I'm taking this base by myself. And like three teammates run right past me to go <laughs> right. die. Right. Um, I mean, this game to me seems like it's going to rely on teamwork and on communication oh, more yeah. so than other like open world cooperative gameplay type Maybe that's things the aspect i like more about it yeah yeah because yeah, especially being able to play like with you guys is one of the things i've never liked about and why i've never jumped into this is it's intimidating to play with other people oh totally and with you two it's like i know i'm not as good as you two but i kind of enjoyed being the black sheep of the fire team i was okay with it there's, you there's know nothing wrong. There's we nothing were wrong all still fun. having fun yeah and yeah it's so, fun to just play together exactly the pve stuff um, the world stuff was a lot of fun. Um, I played everything on hard uh, at a low level, so that took a while. Um, especially the Devil's Lair was a long-ass mission. Um, you got to take out a spider tank. You have to take out this mm. like giant eye. And on hard, it took a while. We did it on. Uh, we did it at level eight with three guys, and it wasn't. I was gonna say, nearly didn't we, the three of us, fight the spider tank? And we, we yes. there was like a but that scrap was, of health left. Yeah, and we, we were like a it. second yeah. away. Yeah. That was just a like, you've joined a public event. It was just a random right. thing that happened. Okay. I love the exploration in it. 
there's secrets littered all over the beta. There's these golden chests that you can find. Oh, there's so dead, go- there's dead ghosts like lying around on rooftops. Those chests um, that you find are well hidden. Yes. Stuff in like the tall grass and in flower beds and there's stuff. There's stuff hidden in the tower. Um, there's dead ghosts hidden around in the tower. Uh, there's a room in the tower that I've gone into and I'm like, why is this here? Like you go downstairs where the ship's uh, the shipwright is. And you can go downstairs into where it looks like kind of like a bar almost, and there's nothing going on down there. And I watched a video on IGN today, uh, and they were talking to one of the developers on Bungie, and he was like, you may want to just occasionally come down here and look. Because there could be something here, there could not be something here. But I haven't found what it is yet. So I am in love with the game. I can keep playing it and not get bored of it. I haven't listened to any of the story. Like, I have the dialogue turned off so i don't even know what's going on in the story i just know i'm walking around shooting stuff and i'm not getting tired of that i'm not getting tired of um trying to find better gear which is hard because like you're capped out at level eight and i keep getting like level nine level 10 stuff but every now and then like today i got a piece of armor that was level eight and better than what i had and i'm taking that into multiplayer with me god this game is amazing (laughs) (laughs) do you and i played with um joe state oh how was that he thought i was bobby which was okay. He's like, because I, all of a sudden I looked at my fire team and I'm Joe. like, I know, like, he's on my friends list. I'm like, oh, I know who this is. And then I go on Twitter to message him, like, hey, like, cool, we're playing together. And he's like, at Bobby Shorto, I'm totally joining your game. And I'm like, actually, it's me, but it's okay. Let's play. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, I'm like, totally sorry. He's like, and then he remembered Bobby, what Bobby's gamer tag was. I was like, no big deal. And we played some Crucible together and we played Venus like nine times in a row. And he's like, hey, man, it was really good playing with you, but I got to go. He's like, I was really hoping to play the moon the next match we played the moon. Are the moons available now? It's in – yeah, the moon's available now. Ooh. No, I'm talking about in, in Crucible. Okay. We had played the Crucible – we played PvP. Like, I, he was in my party for like 10 matches, and we just kept getting the same map over and over and over again. And he really wanted to play the moon one. So let me get this straight. It's parties of three, but yeah. – you can meet up with other parties of it's three? It's kind of confusing, and I haven't totally figured it out yet, because when you do the Devil's Lair, there were four, five people in my party. Like, they just threw in two randoms with us. Maybe it's different for PvP? This wasn't PvP. Devil's Lair was, like, the strike mission. Okay. Um, but, yeah, like, that, that, like, if anybody knows, like, if anybody's had six people, because this... When you go into like do the missions, it's only th- it was just us three, and Rob couldn't come with us. Yeah. But I wondered if we had totally booted him out of there. <laughs> I wondered if we had like six people on there, and we all tried to do the same one. If we could go to the same place and just be in on different teams, and right. like when we enter the building, then it kind of splits off into two. Like, okay, you guys are on this side, or like on you guys have your own thing. Like, we could be next to each other and not seeing each other. But until we got there. It'd be cool if we could do the exploration together. So I don't know if there is a way to do that or not, like to join up because more most people have more than two other friends yeah, it's online gonna, at a time. It's going to be kind of shitty if it's only three. There's got to be a way to because I mean, if you know, we're we're more than three just on this podcast, and if we're trying to get groups together and we're trying to get you know games together with listeners and stuff like that, and it's the, let's say the three of us, and then yeah. That's that's what's been hard because I, I've had, um, I've had listeners in the show try and join up on my party and like, hey, do you want to play? And it's like, I'd, yeah. I'd love to, but I was like, I'm in a full boat right now. Like, I don't under, I don't know how. They haven't explained if there's a way to do that yet. I'm sure by the time the game releases, we'll know. But if yeah. anybody out there is listening and you've had six people in your party 
and tried mm-hmm. to go to one of those things. How does it work? Because that hasn't happened to us yet. <laughs> Do you ever um, get, uh, like, I feel bad sometimes when I'm playing a game and I get requests from people and you're, like, you're busy, like, you're in the middle of doing stuff. Yeah, every time Nintendad wants to play. Yes. Uh, Chris, I played right? with him a couple times. Yeah, he's a super cool dude. I want to play. I feel bad because every time he's ever tried to like play when it like when the alpha was out, he tried to hook up with me a couple of times to play, yeah. and it was like, oh, if you got like, the chance, play with him uh, with Titanfall. Yeah, tons, lots we'll of fun. Do that. Lots of fun. And um, Hugh, I have I have yet to ever play a game with Hugh. Oh, Hugh, uh, Hugh and I played some FIFA um, last week, and uh, it's a good time. I suck at it really hard, but you know, I'll work at it. Um, yeah. So I mean, so when's the release date? September 9th. September ninth. Cool. Are you doing? You're doing this day one. Oh yes. Did you now? Did you pre-order, pre-order at a store? No, I'm gonna pre-order it digitally probably. Okay. See, I pre-ordered it through Amazon. I got my beta code. Used my beta code. I'm thinking about canceling my order with Amazon and getting the digital download Oops. as well. That's what I. That's exactly what I did. Right. And they haven't set a price for the DLC just yet. It's like 30 bucks. It, it's all going to work out to be the same. It's just there for you like instantly, which I just like better. Hmm. It's not like this is a game I'm going to be trading in anytime soon. So, Do you think the game, because I mean, that, that beta is like 13 point something gigs to, to have played it. Do 50. you think that the download's going to be much? It's going to be hefty. It's going to be like super hefty. That's a hefty. very good point, actually. The <laughs> Last of Us is 50 gigs. Ooh. Jeez, maybe I'm what? not buying it digitally then. How big's your hard drive? Five hundred. Yeah. But if you want to increase your hard drive space, there's a. It's not expensive to do. It goes like a hundred dollars to get a one terabyte hard drive in there. Hmm. Yeah, I mean no. But that's for later. But yeah, I mean you yeah. Ch- it you ch- it chews up fifty gigs, but you still there you're still left with over four hundred. The games the, the the easy way to do that is just delete the games that you're not playing anymore. Yeah, that's true. You can always re-download. Right. Yeah, re-download them later. Your saves don't go anywhere. It's just the game yeah. space does. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Yeah, I like Destiny. I um, I only played as the Hunter, and uh, I'm looking forward to, was it Wizard, and what's the other one? No, it's Hunter, Warlock, and Titan. Okay. Wizard. Thinking of the dude that you actually have to defeat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the, my my favorite, one of my favorite things about it is the art style gorgeous really really dig the whole aesthetic of it and i can't wait to see other environments and other enemies and other planets and other plant life and stuff like that and that's what jackie that's what you said when we were playing when you first got in you're like you texted me when you were doing the like the tutorial you're like this game is really pretty do they make all games like this (laughs) (laughs) i didn't sound like that in my text though i would like you don't i didn't have an english accent (laughs) but that's if i did that's how it would have sounded (laughs) So let me ask you guys this. Yeah. I can't remember if it was Rob that said something to me or if it was you, Justin, but somebody had told me that what we played of the demo, that that is at over 10% of the finished product. Really? That's what I heard. From who? That would definitely that was from Rob. I didn't if it's not from, from you, me. then it was from Rob. That did, definitely didn't come that from the me. Beta, the beta is, represents over 10% of the final product. How do you feel about that? Well, that would be disappointing if that's true. Just because it's a hefty chunk of the game. But I don't know if 10%. Mm, I mean, that seems a little... That seems high. Yeah. That seems really high. But you have to remember, the point of this game is continue... Um, 
replayability for loots. This is like a loot-based game. Yeah. So, like, you could play the same levels in Borderland over and over and over again, and every time you played it, the loot would be different. Bungie's Borderlands. This is kind of what it is. It really is kind of what it is. It's a Borderlands MMO thing. So you could be playing the same levels and still getting enjoyment out of it by, A, raising the difficulty. I think the level cap is only 20. Hmm. I'm almost positive it's level 20. And I'm at level 8. That seems ridiculously low. Which means they could always raise it later, like an, like an MMO does. Um, but like, I don't have problems playing the same areas on a harder difficulty if it's available for better loot for me to then use in the Crucible or to use in later missions. So 10% seems like a high amount, but even if that was the case, I still don't think that, th- that it would take away from the end of the game. Because you're going to be like, this is a game where you're going to be wanting to replay it and replay it and replay it and replay it to find better loot. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Let's hope. I mean, we're not going to know until it's out, right? Yeah. I can't I can't imagine them saying that right now. Like, oh, this is 10% of the game because people would be upset then that so much of it was there and that if your progress isn't carrying and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Do we know if the they progress... Said, okay. They, I, oh, at this point, I'm going to say no. But at um, if you're listening to this before Saturday at 2 p.m., if you sign on to the Destiny beta at 2 p.m. or later on Saturday... They're doing it like a stress test. Everybody will get a, a, like a permanent in-game emblem to use when the game drops. But only that emblem is only available for those who do this thing on Saturday, which I'm not going to be here, so I can't do. Where are you going? Pennsylvania. To do what? Taking Jora to this place called Dutch Wonderlands. It's like uh, <clears throat> Sorry. Bar. Doesn't it sound like the best coffee shop in Amsterdam you've ever been to? It kind of <laughs> sounds like a theme park revolving around farts. <laughs> I hate you so much. What was the place called again? Dutch Wonderland. Dutch Oven Wonderland? <laughs> sure. I have actually, I don't know what it is. I know it's just a place for kids. And we have friends there who have a son that's just around George's age. That's so awesome. we're going to meet up with them. Um, I might have somebody walk in here and turn on De- and turn on Destiny <laughs> so I can get that emblem. <laughs> Jackie, come in my house and play Destiny for Mary. We've, we've explicit instructions. We've explicit yes. instructions. Do not screw up my kill-death ratio. Um, Ooh, don't trust me then. No, you ever go to Hershey Park? No. You ever go to Dorney Park? Yes, when I was a kid. You ever ride the Hercules? No. Oh, you feel like you're going to die every time you're on it, and it's awesome. I'm totally not for those things. I don't like I feeling mean... like I'm going to die. Oh, man. You guys are no fun. <laughs> um, definitely check out uh, Hershey if you've never gone and you, yeah, you like to defi- make trips to Pennsylvania and yeah. stuff. We're definitely going to. Once Shore gets like a little yeah. bit older, we're going to go. Like, the whole, not just the theme park, but the town itself of Hershey and the surrounding towns, at least on three sides, the air smells of chocolate. Like, you can't... Yeah, really shitty chocolate. No. Yes. What? I'm English. Don't talk about it, but you're Hershey's what do I, shit. Okay, fine. Like, educate me on good <laughs> chocolate, Jackie. I, I only eat Cadbury's. You know, Cadbury's? Yeah. Look, listen, there's going to be English re- like listeners that are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Hershey's is gross. It has an aftertaste of poo. What? <laughs> <laughs> I only eat English chocolate. Well, somebody's not all entitled or whatever. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Just saying, I'm Tastes a chocolate snob. like poo. It does. Wow. So the first so. time I ever ate Hershey's, I was like, oh, it's all right. And then I was like, ooh, what is that? Tastes like poo. Eat a lot of poo. You know what it tastes like. Oh, it tastes like I imagine poo would taste. Okay. I don't know. You people with kids <laughs> fling their poo at you one day. Who knows? It's not fun. Oh God. Um. So, 
That's all you played this week, Justin, was Destiny? I really have only played Destiny. Wow, that's... All right, so considering that you played a whole bunch of stuff the week before, yeah. I guess you can get away with only playing Destiny for this week. I think so. 14 hours is a decent amount. It is. I played something. Tell me nobody about Nobody cares <laughs> Nobody. Games. Nobody wants to hear Justin about... doesn't care, but Justin can, like, <laughs> as far as I'm Justin concerned. Justin can go scratch. <laughs> yes. I played Abe. How was it? Or how is it? How is it? I'm, yeah, I'm not... That far. Well, I'm about a third of the way through it. I'm shocked you haven't beaten it yet. <laughs> I've thirty just bucks. Not had the time. If I had the time, I would have done. It was thirty so, bucks, right? It was thirty bucks. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely changed from the last one. Like you know, they've changed stuff around a little. The biggest thing that hasn't changed is the controls are still kind of awkward. There's this weird thing where he, in order to jump, he will jump further if you do a running jump. And he will jump a shorter distance if you just stand and hop. Okay. And I remember it being one of the most frustrating things about the game the first time I played it, which must be like 15 years ago. And if you don't hit the buttons in the right order for run, then jump, he will just hop onto a mine or off a ledge. Okay. Or So it's it doesn't recognize the two buttons simultaneously. You've got to run before you can jump. So it's one of those awkward things that they haven't changed. One of the things they have changed is they've turned it into more of a 3D aspect to it, um, which makes the game look lovely. It does look a lot prettier. Uh, you know, it was always a lovely looking game, but it looks even better. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some issues with lagging, and you can turn down the graphics because oh, there is some cool. lagging. There's certain bits where you have to run and jump a lot and time everything perfectly and you get towards the end of it and all of a sudden you really have no idea what's going on because it's lagging. So that's kind of an issue. And then the other thing that just takes some getting used to is it used to be you were on one screen and there would be a a bad guy on the screen with you. You walk to the next screen, he's not on the screen, but he would like walk back and forth. But he was either on screen or off screen. So strategy-wise, you knew that if he was off-screen, he can't hear you, he can't see you, you're good. Okay. If he's on-screen, he can. Because they've changed it to this 3D aspect, it's more side-scrolling. So at certain points, you'll go to walk onto the next screen, and it kind of rolls with you, which changes the whole strategy as to how you play. Because all of a sudden, when he would have been off-screen, he's kind of still on-screen with you. Mm. And it changes how you need to solve the problems and there's certain bits where if you just stand on the right part of the screen you can kind of get that little orb out the way or you can kind of get the bad guy not to see you so i'm not convinced right now that that was the best thing for him to do it sounds i mean maybe it's just the i mean i haven't played it but it sounds a little unfinished it's not unfinished i'd say it's basically the game that it was and it's been tarted up, and I think that the, t- <laughs> the I like that. yeah, the tarting up has changed the game in a way that they might not have anticipated. That's that's my issue with it. Is it? I played this game so much that I know exactly the strategies to deal with every single bad guy in it. All right, and it's changed how you deal with them. I would consider you to be a, a pretty hardcore fan of of this of the series, yeah. right? Uh, two questions. One. Is Abe the only character, or do they have the little munch and the... In this game, it's the only character. Yeah, the whole idea of um, Oddworld is basically it was going to be this whole series of games based on various characters from the Oddworld universe. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've 
played Apes, Odyssey and Apes Exodus, which were the first two. Um, and then it really didn't go anywhere after that. There was a kind of a reboot almost with Munch's Odyssey for mm-hmm. the original 360. Remember that, But yeah. they changed it into a completely 3D aspect, right. which again, to me, completely ruins the game. It, that, that wasn't the game that I wanted to play, so I really didn't get into that. Um, so there are other characters, but in this game, you are just Abe. You're trying to escape from the meat farm because you found out that your species is the next one to get turned into meat popsicles. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah so you're trying to escape and you're trying to get your fellow Mudicons to come with you. And at one point you get out into the wild and they kind of send you back in to rescue the rest of them. So it's it's one of these games where you can... There's even a trophy for completing it having killed 99 of them. <laughs> you can complete it without bothering to save them. But the biggest challenge in the game is trying to save every single one. That little one that's up in the shadows, that little one that's right underneath the meat grinder, mm-hmm. that, you know, trying not to shoot them at the wrong time. And that's the challenge of this game, is trying to save them all. Does it annoy you that they're completely helpless and you with no weapons, only your wits? No, that's the, the for me, the entire charm of the game. And it also okay. isn't, you're not entirely without anything because you can chant and possess slicks, which are the little weird guys carrying the machine guns. Yes. You possess them and you walk them towards whatever else it is you want to shoot or you want to kill. And then you've got your choice of how you would like to destroy this thing. You can walk on it. And some of the things you have to walk it onto the mine to clear the mine in order for Abe to be able to. So it's, yeah, to me it's a strategy game, but it's charming and it hasn't lost any of its charm. So you're satisfied with it? Right now. I'll talk about it again, Justin. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I will talk about it once I've completed it, but right now that would be my main concern. I, I, I'm enjoying playing it again. I'm a little worried that the changes weren't for the better. Hmm. Well, that sounds middling. Exactly. We'll see. All right. Give me a few more hours at it and we'll see. All right. We'll wait, <laughs> we'll wait to, have, to hear your, your full verdict. Um, when is, do we know when the Destiny beta is going away? 27th. Oh, so we've got... Four days. Four more. Wow, okay. So we, we got a couple of days. So I played a little bit of Wolfenstein. Oh, did you finally start it? I did. Um, meh? Where are you? Here's the thing. Well, here's... I know. Here's the thing. I'm not far at all. You um, beat the first level. Mm, yeah. That's why. Okay. I heard my friend was telling me the other day, he goes, because I said, he's like, well, what, you know, what has you meh on the game so far? Um, it's the presentation. Like, I've never, I've never played Wolfenstein. I played the first one. I never played any of them. Okay. Here's my thing with it. Um, and realize, you guys, audience, I am, I'm picky sometimes for, for really bizarre reasons, but that's why we all have opinions. Um I don't like games that are... I don't like the position of, like, super ura kind of stuff. And when I feel like that I'm just a potato with legs walking around, the characters are ugly. They're fuck ugly. They look like they're going to cry all the time. A couple of them are very bug-eyed. And it kind of weirds me out a little bit. Um, The guns have, in the beginning, have this, like, rat-a-tat-tat yeah to them and they feel weak they look ridiculously badass and then you fire them and it's like the first level that game is a nightmare okay it 
That's not the listen, best. That's not the no, best foot to start your game. Listen off. to any review of the game, and they will say, "I almost dropped the game in the middle of the first level, and yeah. somebody told me to keep going, and it gets better." And yeah. Every review I've ever read or and listened to other podcasts where they talk about it, they're like, "They were totally right." It, the first level is a disaster for some reason. It feels like a like any World War Two shooter. It blah, feels blah, like blah. a PlayStation Two game. It, is what it feels like. And then th- once the second level starts everything kind of changes. Okay. Because, like I said, my friend was talking to me about it, and he goes, don't worry, there's a complete and total, like, there's a tonal shift yeah. in the game, and it can, becomes something completely different. Um, and I trust your opinion. You said that, you know, if it wasn't for Transistor, that Wolfenstein would have been probably your favorite game so far this year. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, trusting your opinion, I'm going to keep going with it, and I want to keep going with it, because I just... I'm like in the mode of first person shooters, but with all the destiny stuff. Yeah. Um, but a really, really weak first impression. Yeah. And it's a shame that that's, like I said, like the foot that they decided to leap off on with this. And the first game. level lasts forever. It's a long mm. level. I just, I can't, I was sitting there and I was playing it and my friend was like, you don't, you don't look like you're, you're very into this. And I said, honestly, I'm not like I'm spent more than half of my time trying to find, like, the cockpit door or oh, yeah. radio the people. In the, the, in the people. first, uh, that first couple of seconds of the game where it's like, do this, pull this lover, I'm like, yeah. where? The best like, part was p- was picking the guy up off the floor and smacking the shit out of him to get him to, like, come to his senses. Yeah, that was funny. Um, once the, yeah, but once you get past the first level, the game does take a shift, dude, and the characters, uh, you're not a walking potato sack, as you said. Or, he certainly looks like one. Well. I know it's the dude from, like, yesteryear gone through like yeah, graphical oh, he's, changes he's super you know he-man hero whatever like yeah. um i just to me so far the game has so far and this is only the first level but first impressions it has zero personality and i'm i'm just i'm trusting and really hoping that the game picks up as i go along it does um because i played kill zone and i i picked it up i played it for a little bit it was cool left it Oh, and I saw when, you picked it back up recently. I went. I was visiting my girlfriend in Canada, and I was playing it um, for a couple hours. And again, like I got, I got stuck on a level where they were showing me where to go, and it was I had to like get beneath a train rail or something. But I spent about two hours walking around trying to figure out what the hell they were talking about, and it just completely took the wind out of my sails. And it's not because I don't know where to go. I'm not good at video games. I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I wasn't, you know, at least decent at stuff. Um, it just, if, if a game takes the steam out of me, it's very difficult for me to go back. Yeah. My friend Tom, um, that's staying with me right now. He's playing Killzone when I'm not home. He's probably playing it right now and he's loving it. I loved Killzone. Yeah. I, 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 it's gorgeous. It's it's, absolutely gorgeous. And it's the gameplay is really, um, like frenzied and, and cool and stuff like that. And shit's blowing up all over the place. I still don't like the idea that I feel like I weigh a thousand pounds yeah, when I'm walking around, but that's always been that way with yeah. Killzone. Um, and I think the I think the run for Wolfenstein's hilarious. You run at like mock speed, just <laughs> flying around corners. He is really quick, and a lot of that game, a lot of the fun I had was it was doing all those challenges that you yeah. find in the options menu. I, I thought that game yeah. was awesome it just yeah i mean it just it does not it does not feel come like back a, to come back and tell us what you think after you get past the first level. yeah yeah no i'm definitely gonna keep playing it and um 
I'm not. I'm definitely not giving up on it. I have so much video game homework to do. I want to get into Injustice. I really want to try to get over my uh, dislike or the hump of of the Mortal Kombat style fighting games. Because the story is good enough in it that you won't care. Well, that's why I bought it. Yeah. I bought it because of the story. Whether I, you know meager combo my way through the whole thing just to see the story awful at fighting games i just i don't like having to set up my combos every time like you should see me play killer instinct now i'm a monster we played a fighting game before you got here tonight did you what'd you play skull girls oh i played that game i had that for i have that for my ps3 yeah it was very funny yeah it's cool it was fun jack i was a nun that turned herself inside out yeah it's got like a um, like a dark stalkers. I was a type very big boob nurse. <laughs> yeah, it was really she was, She's awesome. She was awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. She it comes out ridiculous. with the IV and the gurney and stuff like that, oh, yeah. smashing people. Yeah, I didn't she was see doing IVs or gurneys. I saw her bending over so her boobs would wobble back and forth more. Oh yeah, that's all I saw. Yeah, all of Justin saw either. To be Did honest. Did you know, Jackie, <laughs> that in um, the old, I believe it was Soul Calibur and um, Dead or Alive Two, oh, Dead that there or was alive. a there was a, a boob bounce that you could actually there was a slider that you could decide just oh, really? how jubbly. I do remember playing that with like male friends dead or alive playing that with male friends and it was ridiculous because they just kept bouncing yep the bout was over and they were still bouncing it's ridiculous it's like real life <laughs> they act like that in real life I have an anime called Plastic Little that one of the bonus features on it is that you can actually activate what's called a jiggle counter <laughs> and as you watch the movie it, a little ticker will go off in the bottom of the screen great. every time the boobs jiggle <laughs> I thought it, it was fun. It did not get as high as I would have liked. <laughs> so not that, you know, boob jiggling is essential to my enjoying an anime, but if you're going to bother to put a, a jiggle counter, you better that shit, that shit better be high. It. You know, like I think it was like it came out to like 43 times. Psh, come on. You see, we go off subject normally and Justin's like, oh, I don't want to talk to you guys anymore. As soon as we talk about boobs, he's all in it. Who doesn't love boobs? <laughs> Men and women love boobs. It's true. Right, let's we move started on, on this because let's on move on. We started because of skull. Girls. Oh no, this is the end of the show. We're going to be talking about <laughs> boobs until the until I start pimping out stuff. Our princess with the boobs is another castle. Yeah. <laughs> no, if I started saying that, then we'd get some more emails, being like, "You're part of the Talking Comics crew, man. How could you say that? You guys are so pro everything." <laughs> and we are. All right. For very important reasons. But Skullgirls was fun. It was we did fun. Enjoy it. Jackie yeah. was doing super moves. I have no idea how to do super moves. <laughs> really? At all? Like I, I, am so. Forward? I yeah. Well, I each character is different, yeah. so I, I figured out like Hadouken did something. Yeah. But she was like, uh, I don't know, doing like moves where she threw me into like a, a like a, a duffel bag and then just started kicking <laughs> me. And then, like, somebody on a car drove by and started kicking me. It was very <laughs> funny because it was just like FIFA. He was like, "How are you doing that? I'm not telling you." Figure yeah. it out. <laughs> I, I won most of the matches anyway, so <laughs> yeah. it didn't matter. You still kicked my butt anyway, horribly. Just uh, by spamming triangle, yeah. <laughs> square, and X. I need somebody to get good at Killer Instinct so they can give me a give me a challenge. It's not going to be me. Or me. You know, you know what it is, though? If I go online with it, I'll get housed. It's not, <laughs> yeah. it, that's why I can't handle fighting games, because there's no... If I go online, it's like, yeah. why was I even born? Well, it's like... That's, what, I, that's what it feels like. Yeah. When you're playing with your friends, and you're playing at home, and yeah, like, even if... that's the, fun. I'll tell you, though, the difficulty on Killer Instinct, you start upping that thing past, like, beginner and yeah. so on, and it gets really difficult. Yeah. I tried, like, I, I put it on the highest setting just for a joke, 
And I just literally, like, I put the controller down and just watched the guy wipe the floor with me. I got in, like, two hits. <laughs> it was really pathetic. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. Good stuff. Anyway. Boobs. Uh, boobs. <laughs> We're going to get out of here, you guys. Um, you brought it back up. I did, didn't I? Ugh. It's been awesome. Let's do some pimpage. Um, if you guys want to get in touch with us on Twitter, it is at talking underscore games. If you want to email us, it's podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. Uh, if you want to send us a comment or a message or a question on Facebook, uh, you could reach us through the Talking Comics Facebook, which is facebook.com slash talking comics. Uh, if you would like to tweet at me, my personal Twitter handle is at dead underscore anchorus, Justin. I am at Jorok, J-O-R-O-A-K. I'm at Jackie Turner, J-A-C-Q-U-I. Thank you, Jackie. You're welcome, All Steve. Right. <laughs> um, if you guys want to check out the Talking Comics podcast, you should do that. Uh, just last night, we interviewed Nathan Edmondson. He is... The writer of both Black Widow and The Punisher. Uh, really great conversation. Really cool guy. Super humble uh, about his position in the comics industry. Had some really, you know, funny things to say. And uh, a little bit of news about that Fantastic Four movie that looks like a giant piece of... Anyway, uh, there's also the Misfits podcast. They are at the underscore Misfits on Twitter. Uh, their most recent episode uh, was revolving around Neil Gaiman. So if you want to listen to the ladies, Melissa Megan, Mara Wood, and Stephanie Cook, you should go and check them out. Um, they just got some new artwork by Hanny Mode uh, that they posted. It is absolutely gorgeous. And I'm happy to say that the Talking Games crew is going to be getting their own artwork yeah. from Miss Mode. Uh, which reminds me, you guys, I need to take your photographs so that she can see your likeness. Another day. Another day? You got to get gussied <laughs> up? Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, that's fine. It's I need to work. get pretty, too. It's got to be next week, though. We got we to gotta get this going. And I need something. I need something solid, uh, description-wise, from you. You can't just say <laughs> Skyrim. Cause can't the fact that I'm very flaky be my description? <laughs> Surely. I'll... <laughs> If you don't get, if you don't give me something concrete, I'm gonna make one up I'm for you. I'm flaky and, and non-committal. That's what horrible. I am. <laughs> uh, check out the Talking Movies podcast. They are at Movies Talking. I believe their last uh, ish, uh, last episode had to do with sex, uh, tape. sex tape, Cameron Diaz, and Jason Siegel comedy that just reached the theaters. There's also the Valiant podcast. Um, that is also located on the talkingcomicbooks.com. So lots of pimpage, lots of stuff. And uh, we'll be back next week with another Talking Games podcast. Don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but it'll probably be a little bit more about the Destiny beta. And uh, I don't know. We'll think we'll, we'll toss some ideas around, maybe get another list going and uh, see what we can come up with. Uh, review us on iTunes. You guys have been sending in some really, really fantastic reviews uh, on that. And we just want to, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to log in and say a couple of nice words about us. We really appreciate it. It really helps us get out. Um, we've been having some really awesome weeks. People seem to like the themed weeks, like when we do lists and stuff like that. Um, our E3 show was was huge, and so was our last week. Last week was actually our best show yet, uh, downloads-wise. Oh, cool. So um, we're getting pretty big in numbers. 
which Yay. is awesome. Yay. And, you know, again, to you guys that are listening out there. Thank you. We Yeah, we really, really appreciate it. We appreciate uh, you sending us questions whenever we ask for them uh, via Twitter or anything else. Um, seriously, interact with us on the forums as well. We post this show every week. Uh, our friend Hugh Parry posts the show. And, you know, feel free to ask us questions there. Um, personal questions, group questions. And just like Rachel Pandage did, you know, we want we like to answer video game questions, but if you guys want to know stuff about us personally, you know, feel free to ask. Want to know what we do in our free time? Want to wow. know what we do for work? That was opening up a can of worms right there. No, it's cool. <laughs> you know, we're building a community. We want people to to get to know us and stuff. I'm going to come next week with a whole list of questions. Justin says while he's making the face. <laughs> I was just thinking about letting everybody know when Jackie's birthday was, but <laughs> no, I won't. No, no we're not. We no, we won't. Ask her, though. We won't let them know now. We'll let them know next week. We'll yeah, let them know we'll, when it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> oh, boy. You guys, thank you so much uh, for listening to the Talking Games podcast. And we're sorry, but your princess, she's in another castle. She's got boobs. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>